Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blonde, and this is Season 2, Episode 14, the over-undies and prop, 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 prop portion of the podcast. Thank you for those who are returning, listening, loyal listeners across the world. I uh, appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope uh, success for every one of you in your betting uh, world and with your sports book, and I hope you win. Uh, if you haven't joined us before, this is a sports betting podcast where it's kind of... You know, we're not we're not pretending to be experts here. We're pretending to be just like you out there trying to grind along and make something out of this and, you know, have a few weeks where you feel on top of the world with a few wins. And we also talk sports. We talk about issues. We have special podcasts that relate to other sports. Right now, we're focused on the NFL for the purpose of because it's the biggest sporting betting season of the year. And uh, we'll, we'll focus on that. But that doesn't mean we're not going to focus on hockey, baseball, uh, golf, uh, NBA, college basketball, college football, potentially UFC. They may sprinkle in here as well. And you can follow us on social media, on Twitter, Overrated Experience uh, Sports Betting Podcast. It's at Overrated, E-X-P-E-R-2. You can find it in the link in your podcast provider in the episode details, along with the Facebook and the Instagram. You can follow under Overrated Experience, also available in the links in the in your podcast provider in the episode you're listening to right now. So let's get to it. Uh, just coming off the Thursday nighter, uh, some feedback on the Jacksonville Jaguars and New Orleans Saints. Now the big question here was Trevor Lawrence and a knee issue that he had coming into this game that he suffered in London. And it was even questionable if he would play tonight. So my thinking, at least, when I took the New Orleans Saints minus one, was that Trevor Lawrence may not play. If he did play, he'd be hobbled and really beat up and couldn't move and couldn't be the same Trevor Lawrence who needs to move out of the pocket. But guess what, guys? He had a knee brace, and that's pretty much all I could see of the knee injury. He actually rushed for 59 yards tonight, eight attempts rushing for a guy who has a bum knee. And some of those rushes were significant first downs, significant plays. And uh, it just the, the time where I follow the injury report, tried to grab line value at on you know betting the game a couple days in advance at minus one, it went up to two, and I get screwed over. You know, if you watch this game. In general, the news and notes is that the Jaguars started a fast opening drive touchdown. And what's eye-opening is the disarray, which is the New Orleans Saint offense. Although it was clicking later in the second half, for the most part, uh, Derek Carr, uh, I, I don't know... I, maybe they got to hang on to him. Maybe they got to hang on, and maybe there's something holding them back from just saying, screw it, we're going to Jameson Winston. Uh, but he looked shaky in the first half for sure, like a deer in the headlights in the pocket that the panic was setting in. Half a second too late on the reads he was making in the throws where the defenders could get their hands. And, you know, throughout the whole game, you know, Talk, talking about how he's still getting used to his new offense. You know, we're in week seven at this point, and you could see him clearly, uh, like, you know, looking at Olave and other receivers, you know, discussing what route they thought or he thought versus what they thought uh, we're going to have. It just it wasn't good, and I think they're behind. I don't know if Derek Carr 
is a, is the quarterback for this team, and I think the transition's got to happen one way or another to somebody else. Uh, coaching wise as well, like the uh, use of Tyreek Hill, not Tyreek Hill, but uh, uh, Taysom Hill was you know it's at times effective, and then at times didn't understand. You know they brought him in uh, late in the third, uh, fourth quarter, sorry mid fourth quarter, when they had the tying touchdown when they needed a fourth down play. But you would think, you know, with two yards to go, he probably should have been there at least the third down or maybe even the second down because he was money. He was at least pushing one to two yards. I So I questioning the offensive strategy of the New Orleans Saints. They looked like absolute trash in the first half. They didn't make a comeback. They got Kamara going, which helped my fantasy, by the way. Wow, I like it. Taysom Hill actually had as my tight end. And my other fantasy team worked out, scored like 15, 16 points or 17 points, whatever it was. Big win there. I'll take that. But I took the loss, minus one, had the Saints, give up a touchdown, second play after give, you know tying the game up or after having a punt. The, the New Orleans Saints were dead on arrival anytime they started off deep in their own territory. It was predictable handoff, second and long, third and long, punt. And the like, the last punt was what midfield, where uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars got possession and a big bomb, a little dump off and touchdown. It's just Saints are going nowhere fast. They may scramble to 500 or a little bit better as the schedule fa- favors them as they play the teams like the Bears and, and things like and the Vikings, etc. But they're going nowhere fast. They need to make a decision of what direction their franchise is going because it ain't going with their car. I'll tell you that right now. So anyway, that's the story of my life losing like that again, which is very upsetting. Week six for the over-unders, we're again three and two. So out of the five picks we had, season-wise, we are 16 and 14, 53.3%. Over-unders, we are we were four and three last week, 53.5%. Again, affected by injuries. It's that's the nature of the prop, the player prop. Injuries are part of the game. And you guess you just have to live with it. But today, we're going to go in to talk about week seven, over-unders, prop, 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 props. But also, please, if you have the opportunity and you have not listened to the Overrated Experience Sport Betting Podcast for the spreads, episode 13, it's available. Go download it now. I'll hold on and wait. Okay, good. You did it. Thank you very much. So we're going to kick it off, make this short and sweet, make you uh, allow you to move on with your day. So we're going to kick it off with the over-undies, and that is one of the big matchups of the 1 o'clock hour. Actually, probably the big matchup in the 1 o'clock hour. The Detroit Lions take on the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens coming back from London after a big win over Tennessee. Lions and Jarek Goff, uh, big win in Tampa Bay. Uh, really had that game in hand. Tampa Bay didn't put much of a fight up. Jarek off threw over 300 yards. And that's, uh, you know, and this is, the over-under here is a 43. I got to imagine that everybody's thinking this is going to be a tight game. Ravens defense is going to stall uh, the offense of Detroit. Detroit's got some injury issues with uh, Montgomery at running back. And, uh, you know, I, but you know what? I, I got you know, I like, I think the Lions like the spotlight. I think Jared Goff's going to be putting the ball in the air if the ground's not working. I got to believe that Lamar Jackson is going to put up a few more points, uh, you know, put the ball in the air a little bit more. So 43 in a big matchup like this, 
I like it. I like the over in this one, 43. Jared Goff, St. Brown, Lamar gets it going, and uh, the Lions uh, and Ravens sail over 43. Moving on, Pittsburgh off a bye week. They head into L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, this one is a little unique, right? You're thinking Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, and you're thinking Stafford, Cooper Cup. But I really look at this as an under game. Unders, undies, 44. Undersized, 44. And the reason why I think this is that if you look at you know the last you know history of these two teams in the season, uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've only had one game over 44 points. And they tend to be erratic, right? They you know move the ball downfield and then give up a strip sack, sack fumble, or vice versa. Their defense comes up with a big play after you know the other team has pretty much uh, you know tr- you know move the ball down the field and killed nine minutes on the clock. Then they make their move, right? And three of the five uh, Ram games have gone under forty-four as well. They haven't really lit up the board with a few exceptions in Indy and against San Francisco earlier in the season. So forty-four, I think, is a little too high. I think uh, we're going to see an under in this one, so mark that down. Buffalo, New England, big divisional matchup, you know, in the sense of it's a divisional matchup, like one team's going one way and one team's going the other, and that means New England's going nowhere while the Buffalo Bills are going somewhere, but their offense was not clicking against the Giants. They were not moving the ball. You know, you would think they would, especially that every other team has done against the Giants. I think they rebound. I don't think they shy away from trying to light up the New England Patriots and then all their fans, you know, after the years of beatings that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have put on them. So I like the this game to go over 40. The Bills defense is not shutting anybody down to the extent they let the Giants look like the taste, uh, you know, like it didn't, they didn't look good. They, the defense wasn't, uh, uh, I mean, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was throwing the ball downfield on them. And now I, I think even Mac Jones can at least put up, you know, 14 points against this against this Bills defense. But expect Josh Allen, even with a slight bum shoulder, to go to town. Stephon Diggs to have another big game. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, some points being scored in 40. A little too low for me. I'm going over. Love the overs. On to the L.A. Chargers. KFC, I was going to say KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, but I meant Kansas City. And this is probably the big 4 o'clock game. you got to imagine. You're going to be surprised on this one. You're going to be surprised on this one. we got Mahomes. you got uh, Herbert. And I think, you know, what you got here is I think you got a game that's going under 48. Minus 110. My under 48. Undies, undies, undies. Pull up the long johns on this one. You know, they, the with the exception of the Kansas City-Chicago game, Kansas City has not lit anybody up. They're... You know, you know, one obviously been great, but they haven't been dominated. They've been more, uh, you know, marching down the field, more methodically keeping uh, the control of the clock, possession, all those things. So I don't think it changes here. And if you watch the way, uh, you know, Justin Herbert's been playing, and ever since the Chargers finished off the last half against the Raiders a few weeks back, they didn't score a point in the second half, even despite they won. Their offense is struggling. Herbert is struggling, and he's missing a lot of throws. He's missing a lot of big throws, a lot of big first downs, a lot of big gains, a lot of big scoring opportunities, and I don't know if it changes here. And 48 points is a little too much for what I've seen recently amongst these two offenses. One in a positive way because they're uh, moving the ball slowly but surely and get the job done. That's Kansas City, but they kill a lot of clock. 
Uh, LA just uh, bad coaching, and Herbert's uh, on a you know slight decline. Not he's obviously a superstar quarterback and a blip on the radar here, but this game's going under forty eight. And you know, just because you got to pick the over because it's a Sunday nighter, and you got Miami and Philadelphia fifty one and a half, and all the weapons that uh, that the Miami Dolphins have, and they're going to ready want to show this in prime time. And remember, even though that the Philadelphia Eagles have been involved in some low scoring games especially last week against the Jets. They also have been involved in some high-scoring games. They can turn on the offense when needed. So I think if Miami's pushing them, you'll see Jalen Hurts go to the air, use Brown, use uh, Devontae Smith, a lot more weapons, Goddard, and I think you'll see some points in this one. 51.5, I think you'll see a show on Sunday night. So those are the over undies Recap, Detroit, Baltimore over 43. Pittsburgh, uh, LA Rams under 44. Buffalo, New England, eh, let's go over 40 on that one. L.A. Chargers in Kansas City, I'm going to say undies, 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 48. Miami, Philadelphia, the Sunday nighter, I'm going to take the over, and that's at 51 and a half. All right, here we go. And now we're on to props, 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 props. First of all, I want to call out, before we get to the NFL props, my passion for the NHL and watching the NHL, but for Christ's sake, betting the NHL, is all over the place. All over the place. You know, tonight I take the Oilers because it crushed Nashville. They, they were off a two-game schneid. You know, they're, they're a cup contender. And they're on the road, just crushed the Nashville Predators. The 6-1, I think it finished. They walk into Philadelphia. 6-2 maybe, I don't know. They walk into Philadelphia tonight. And I had the two plays in the Oilers. One to win on a, on a, on a parlay, which would have won if they would have won. And then an over alternate total with five and a half over with the Avalanche on the back end, who are up two nothing right now over the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Oilers lay an egg, right? And then every other game has multiple goals, you know, big, big, big goal totals. And there's one goal in the third period, stays at four one, multiple breakaways, and nothing, and multiple power plays, and nothing happens, and it's sickening. And the NHL is fun to watch the over-unders as that's what I like to do and from, compared to doing uh, money lines. But it's all over the place. Like why Edmonton would look this horrid, th- this bad after such a great win. Like it never happened. So watch out in your NFL picks. Just keep in mind uh, that it's, I find that it's the hardest sport to bet. Okay, so enough of that rage that you've seen in me, and I apologize for the, such such rage and like uh, unprofessionalism the way I explain my you know hockey uh, hatred as far as betting wise. I'm gonna move on to the NFL and props, and like I said, we were four and three last week. We had some good plays. Jacoby Myers went his, to his over total. You know, a lot of plays like that really helped us. Tyreek Hill blew away his uh, receiving total. Uh, Desmond Ritter over passing yards actually had over 300 yards last week. And you'll probably hear some of these names going forward to week seven. And we're going to kick it off. Props for Las Vegas and Chicago. So news and notes here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. Back issue. Now, ideally, Brian Hoyer came in to mop up in the win over the New England Patriots. Uh, O'Donnell is the quarterback, uh, rookie quarterback. They did play against the Chargers a couple weeks back and really didn't move the ball. So, I mean, you really it's really up in the air of exactly who is going to be quarterbacking. And right now the prop lines are very thin when it comes to Raiders in this game. But the prop line that I do like is Josh Jacobs. 
Whether it be O'Donnell, whether it be Josh Jacobs, or Connor, was it O'Donnell or Connell? This is how much I give a fuck about who the Raiders' backup quarterback is because he's pretty goddamn useless. So what I like, though, anyway, regardless of who's going to be starting this game, is uh, I do like the Josh Jacobs running back total. Now, I was kind of torn between do I take the rushing total for Josh Jacobs over 73 and a half? Because you got to know they're going to feed him the rock. He had 77 yards last week. And or should I take the rushing and receiving yards? So here's what I'm going to say. Out of the two, I'm going to take the 97 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I got to believe regardless of which quarterback, O'Connell, O'Donnell, O'Doyle, I don't give a shit, uh, who's, who's going to be in there, that they are going to be, you know, slow, you know, trying to uh, get up to speed, check down, toss the ball out to Jacobs, a lot of screens out to Jake, Josh Jacobs. He's going to put up the yardage on the ground and maybe predominantly more in the air. So I, I love that prop. And it's not like he's been blowing uh, the stats out of the water this year, but I believe this is the right play. And it was O'Connell, so my bad. Aiden O'Connell, 25 years old, six foot three out of Purdue, the Boilermakers. So we'll see if he's in there. Or Brian Hoyer, who is old as God. Like he's that, he's old. You know that old joke where it's, uh, you know, it, uh, Brian Hoyer was born when the Dead Sea had the sniffles. That's how old this guy is. So we'll see what happens there. But Josh Jacobs is the play. Detroit, Baltimore. I said this game's going to go over. Jared Goff has not been consistent throwing 300 games, but he did last week on the road in Tampa against a solid defense in the Buccaneers. I say he does it again. I don't care what the Ravens are throwing at him. 246 and a half. There's going to be some big plays. They've got some big play players on the Detroit Lions, and they've shown it. And 246 and a half. I'll ride the Jared Goff bandwagon. You know, you wouldn't have said that two years ago when he was at the tail end of his Rams career and had that god-awful Super Bowl where he lost against the Patriots. But I'll tell you right now, he's a solid quarterback that knows to get the ball in the talent's hands and let them do the work, and I think he'll do that against the Ravens. So over 246.5 passing yards. Buffalo, New England, I talked about this game going over, but I'm going to go to one of those no-brainer picks. Stephon Diggs is the focal point of Josh Allen. And his over-under is 89.5 receiving yards. Last four games, plus 100 receiving yards. He's just a big-time player. Gets big chunk yardage, uh, yards after the catch. So I, I can't, I'm going to ride it and see what happens. Like, why wouldn't I? All right. Tampa, uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay looks like they're on the decline. Hopefully that doesn't mean Baker Mayfield was going to eventually lose a spot. It looked like a, a good story, you know, coming back on the tail end of last year with the Rams and the first few games with the Buccaneers. So I'm hoping that uh, he turns it around. However, he's not my focus in this game. It's Desmond Ritter once again. You know, 300 games in the last, 300 plus passing yards the last two games. And he's, his over-under for this game is 210 and a half. Now, Keep in mind, I think everybody under the sun knows that uh, the Atlanta Falcons are throwing the ball way too much and not utilizing Bijan Robinson and company and stay on the ground. But it's inevitable he's got to put the ball in the air, and I think 2000, or sorry, 210 and a half is way too low, especially when the trend line has been higher. So even if he drops 75, 80 yards and puts the ball on the ground, he's still going to cover that total. And i got to believe that they're going to be, you know, 
potentially battling back for the most part, as Tampa Bay, I expect, probably takes the lead, or at least this game does not get separated where they can rely strictly on the run. Okay, deep breath as we get to Pittsburgh and L.A. Now, here's another no-brainer. Another superstar receiver, Cooper Cup. 90.5 over-unders. Multiple 100-yard receiving games as he's come back. You know, I know, every defense knows that Matthew Stafford's going to be gunning for Cooper Cup. But they can't stop him. And why would the Pittsburgh Steelers stop him in the air? Okay, they got a defense that'll make plays happen, but I don't see them shutting down Cooper Cup. I'll ride one of the no-brainer picks, and that's Cooper Cup over 90.5. L.A. Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs. I did talk about this game going under. However, I do believe that Patrick Mahomes might light it up today and throw over 278.5 passing yards. Uh, last game, in only scoring 19 points against the Denver Broncos. This was a game where he had over 300 yards. I think he's going to start to cook. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes and... You know, see what happens with him. Miami, Philadelphia. Who do you think I'm going with? If you've listened to this show before, you goddamn well know I'm going with Tyreek Hill, passing yard, or receiving yards over 95 and a half. He just continues when he's rolling, 150 plus yards a game. With There's a couple exceptions in there. No question. No argument for me. But for the majority of time, he is the man. Okay? So I, I love the fact that... Uh, we like uh, Tyreek Hill in this. So of our seven plays on the props, we got Josh Jacobs over total yards, 97.5, rushing and receiving. We like Detroit uh, to be uh, Detroit Baltimore's Jared Goff for the Lions to pass for over 246.5 yards. Buffalo, New England, Stephon Diggs, 83.5, sorry, 89.5 receiving yards. Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons, over 210.5 passing yards. Cooper Cup, 90.5, 90.5 over pass receiving yards. Patrick Mahomes, 278.5 passing yards. And Tyreek Hill, over 95.5 yards uh, receiving. Now, again, like I said, we had a couple uh, plays last week. Injuries, McCaffrey over rushing yards. He stopped at 40, whatever, 48 yards, never came back. For Only came back for one play in the third quarter and shut it down. So that kind of screwed us. So, you know, expect the unexpected. If a guy pulls up with a hammy, this guy's getting heavy collisions. So uh, it is what it is. And hopefully we got a few winners in here. So that being said, like I said, that being said, like I said, I'll say that again, is I want you to join us at on Twitter at Overrated Experience. Uh, it's going to be Overrated, overrated E-X-P-E-R-2. And again, it's in the line it's in the summary of your podcast provider's episode details for the Overrated Experience, episode 14. And, uh, you know, as time goes on, we're going to probably get a little more creative, try a few things out. And we'd love to hear your suggestions where you'd like to hear the Overrated Experience or what we'd like us to cover. And uh, we'll go from there. So the pleasure's all been yours. We are over and out.